This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist Rite 2 with Baptism for November 5th, 2023. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy and a privilege to have the opportunity to worship with you today. I'm so grateful that we have this time together. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. And I want to also welcome those joining us online. Uh, It is such a joy to have you with us and we're so grateful that you found us here and that you can uh, watch even if you're not with us in person. You are with us. So thank you. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about our church, you can go to redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org, and you can click on the About tab there, learn more about us, 
and then you can contact us so we can learn more about you and welcome you to this beloved community. Friends, I just have a few announcements before we begin our worship together. I want to remind you that you have many wonderful opportunities to get more involved and connected um, with each other, not just during this service, but after. Immediately following the service in the parlor, we will be uh, concluding our uh, Inside the Episcopal Mind Adult Forum that's going to be again in the parlor at the 10 o'clock hour. I will be leading us today in that, so that's a reason to show up or not to. Uh, if, if either way works for you. Might be the time for you to check out our, our wonderful coffee hour if you don't want to be a part of that. But we're going to be talking a little bit about the identity of Church of the Redeemer itself in the parlor. I hope you can join us for that. Or you can, as I said, we have a wonderful coffee hour in the Great Hall, and you're welcome to go there and just socialize and connect. But I do encourage you and invite you to stick around after the service and just get to know us and, and be, be one with each other. Um, we do have offerings for everyone of all ages at the 10 o'clock hour. So whatever age you are or whatever age your child or grandchild is, of course, they are welcome. At this time, I would love to invite all preschool and elementary school-aged children to join Mr. Tommy, who's in the back over there. He's going to walk you over to the chapel for Donuts and Jesus. Donuts and Jesus is an age-appropriate interactive worship for children, and there is, in fact, Donuts and Jesus waiting in the chapel right now, so you should go. Uh, and you can return, of course, you'll all return to the service so we can take communion together. This morning, I, uh, we are very fortunate, not at this service, but at the next service, we will be having a baptism, and I, enjoy, I invite you to join me in welcoming the newest member of Church of the Redeemer, Elias Stephen Hart, child of Lauren and Dalton Hart, who will, he will join us uh, through the sacrament of holy baptism at the next service. Next Sunday, as part of our Get Involved Sundays, we will be highlighting our mission ministries at this church. I invite you to come to the Great Hall after the service for coffee hour and see and learn more about the various mission ministries and how you might be a part of that. Speaking of mission ministry, I got here a box. This is one of those meek boxes. We are uh, donating money to help uh, Meek Madisonville Education and Assistance Center provide Thanksgiving meals um, to many of our uh, friends and neighbors in the Madisonville area. Uh, you, we do this every year. You, we want to provide a meal for them. We've got these boxes. Tomorrow is the last day to give to our Meek Thanksgiving meals. You can give through your app, your handy-dandy Church of the Redeemer app, by going under Giving. Or you can go to our website under the Serve tab. You see the word Serve at the top of our website. And we're, we're hoping to raise $10,000 this year, so we definitely need your help with that. Monday evening, we invite all caregivers to our Called to Care for Each Other service at 7 p.m. This is a service for anyone who finds themselves in a chapter of caregiving. I hope you will join us for that. And I believe these are all the announcements that I am going to make today. So with that... I invite you please to stand as you are able and we will begin our worship together.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please pray with me. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what the Lord Jesus Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Micah. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry, peace, when they have something to eat, but declare war against those who put nothing into their mouths. Therefore it shall be night to you without vision and darkness to you without revelation. The sun shall go down upon the prophets, and the day shall be black over them. The seers shall be disgraced, the diviners put to shame. They shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression, to Israel his sin. Hear this, 
you rulers of the house of Jacob and chiefs of the house of Israel who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build Zion with blood and Jerusalem with wrong. Its rulers give judgment for a bribe. Its priests teach for a price. The prophets give oracles for money. Yet they lean upon the Lord and say, surely the Lord is with us. No harm shall come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed as a field. Jerusalem, Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins and the mountain of the house a wooded height. The word of the Lord. reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. You remember our labor, labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We work night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses in God also how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. And you know we dealt with each of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this, 
that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, which is also at work in you believers. The word of the Lord. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students, and call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have but one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of our Lord. the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's Jesus talking to a crowd with a spiritual inferiority complex, and he's surrounded by a small bevy of pious religious leaders. So he says, who do you follow? You have one teacher, one father, one instructor. It's simple. 
it's not that complicated. Can his message to them be that simple? A long, long time ago, wisdom came from our elders, right? Our family elders, the teachings that they learned from generations past, and the wisdom of teachers, religious leaders, other important role models in our local society. Pretty simple. Today, we are inundated with teachers and wise teachings from all over the world, the internet, the billboards, the magazines, TV, and theater, and Google. Life is so complicated. It has so many experts, so much advice. We want to live well. We want to do well. So we turn to the experts. And so that's my excuse for telling you about the other day when I went with friends to a Chinese restaurant. I don't usually meet for Chinese. I like my cooking just fine. But the restaurants have one thing that I don't have, fortune cookies. <laughs> it used to be that those little slips of paper inside the fortune cookies contain real fortunes, like the ones that come from the Zotar fortune teller booth at the Santa Cruz boardwalk. Fortunes like, good news will come to you today, or you will discover your hidden talent or romance will come soon. At some point, they morphed into little three-inch pieces of wisdom, like the one I got once that said, just because others are bad does not imply that you are good. <laughs> if that cookie weren't cut in half, it might have seen me look hurt. But I think that the messages in those cookies try to take their wisdom, such as it is, from the old masters. Sometimes there's something there, so we hope. So last Tuesday, with great anticipation, of course, I cracked open my fortune cookie, and it said, I kid you not, it said, things in life should be simple rather than complicated. Channeling Jesus. I wondered, funny, did that fortune cookie just read my mind? It's not that complicated. You are surrounded by all these authorities. You have teachers, Pharisees, rabbis. But in the end, it's simple. In your spiritual life as a faithful child of God, you have one teacher, one authority, one path, one goal. We humans tend to overcomplicate things sometimes, don't we? It's true. Life has actually gotten complicated these days. Even our technology admits that. Its whole purpose on Earth is supposedly to make our lives easier, even though it doesn't. Some things, of course, are rightly complicated, like, like say, the procedure for launching a nuclear device. That should be complicated. Or closer to our daily life, the procedure for buying a house. But some things seem like they should be simple, but we treat them like nuclear devices. Judging by the instructions for putting together IKEA furniture, for example, or the instructions for planning the liturgy on Palm Sunday. Never get that right. Sometimes our tendency to exert maximum effort for the simplest goal is so silly that, that we even mock ourselves about it. About 100 years ago, an engineer started drawing schematics 
in the form of patent applications of intricate inventions that would later bear his name, Rube Goldberg machines, like his mosquito exterminator. Or, to take a modern example, did you know that there is a machine that takes 412 steps and uses an entire department store floor to turn on the lights of a Christmas tree? If you want to do it that way, you might want to start early. I think our need to overcomplicate, though, is understandable. It's understandable because at the bottom, we are afraid of messing up. We want to do things right. So you have a long, intricate morning routine because you want to be able to leave the house without realizing after five miles on the road that you did remember to bring your donut, but you forgot to pack your phone. So we have those routines. But so often it's not funny. It can make life so much harder and so much more burdensome for us and for others. And that's what Jesus sees when he looks around at the people around him who cannot figure out how to live a holy life with all those regulations. And then he sees the Pharisees around him wearing, showing off the proof of their holiness. He sees them, he goes, high fashion alert. Here come the good guys. Shouldn't be like that. And it wasn't always like that. Thousands of years earlier, before Jesus, God gave to Moses the law in the Ten Commandments. They're always pictured by artists as two tablets, right? Which is appropriate, because the Ten Commandments encompass two basic themes. The first five told them how to love God. The second five told them how to love neighbors. In the centuries since then, the people of Israel became surrounded by hostile peoples, by nations that worshiped other gods and nations that threatened to erase them and separate them from the Holy One of God, uh, the Holy God of Israel. Loving God and loving neighbors just got a lot harder. What neighbors are we talking about? Which God do we worship? So it became clear to the religious leaders that, that they had to protect the existence and the integrity of Israel as people committed to God. And to do that, there needed to be more guidance for them, more guidance than a few simple rules on a tablet. There needed to be rules that gave more clarity about who they are and what they stand for. It's an existential problem. If you are surrounded by nations that want to exterminate you, and does that sound familiar now? Nations that want to exterminate you? How do you maintain your identity as Jews or your integrity as people of God? If you're in danger of having your culture swallowed up by the pagan Babylonians or swallowed up by the pagan Romans, how could you separate yourselves from them? Often it's your rituals and your daily actions, right? So eventually, the Ten Commandments morphed into 600 plus that Melanie mentioned last week in her sermon. I thought there were 632, she said 611, but I think I made up the other 19. But 
I think it became that many because the religious leaders didn't want to mess up. They had to get this right. The existence of the Jews as a people, their existence as a culture, and their existence as the chosen people of God depended on their faithfulness to God's commandments. But then the rules added up, right? There were so many. They were so minute. They became burdensome to the regular people who could not keep track of all those things they needed to do every day just to lead a simple life. Every day they would rise, eat, work, worship, sleep. It should be simple, but it's gotten so complicated. So Jesus comes around and here you see why he says earlier in his ministry, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and you will find rest for your souls. Just what they needed. The Pharisees, in their probably earnest desire to protect Israel, got a little carried away. They ended up creating a veritable Rube Goldberg machine for holy living. 600 steps and lost the point. In their zeal to protect Israel, the nation, they forgot about the people. And the people are tired. They're tired of having to go through 38 steps to make, a, to make bread. They're tired of trying to remember all the things you're not allowed to do on the Sabbath. They're tired of being afraid of being punished or being rejected by God. And, you know, the, God, the Pharisees were good guys. So in the past few weeks reading Matthew, we have been encountering Jesus during the days right after his entry into Jerusalem. These are his last days on earth, and he knows it. He has only a few days left to sum up for his followers the mission that he was here to accomplish on earth. The last few weeks of teaching that we've been hearing are, are kind of a screenshot of his teachings. You've heard what he has told them. Basically, he says, it's not that complicated because here's what he's been saying, what we've been hearing. He says, you have one teacher, you have one authority, you have one path, and you have one goal. Screenshot one, one teacher, the Messiah. Screenshot, one authority, God, your Father in heaven. Screenshot, one path, loving God and loving neighbor, the path of love. And screenshot, one goal, the kingdom of heaven. And why is that burden so light? Because it's not that complicated. It may be hard to pull through, but it's not that complicated. It's simple. It's accessible. You can get there. God is near in your very midst, in your very hearts. God is not that far away, not so far away that God doesn't hear you or care for you. God is love. You don't need to keep track of all those other commandments that the Pharisees made up to know God's love. God is your only authority between God and Caesar, between God and Pharisees. It's all God's. You don't need to be pulled between the authorities on earth and the authority of God. God is right there 
with you. And most of all, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid that if you mess up, God will abandon you. God loves you unconditionally, totally, absolutely, and forever. You as you are. And when, not if, but when you mess up, God will forgive you unconditionally, totally, absolutely, and forever. And of course you'll mess up. We'll all do. And of course God will never ever abandon you. And that means that you can be confident. You can live your whole life with the confidence that God is with you. God is in front of you, leading you. God is beside you, holding you up. God is behind you, protecting you as you walk this path on earth. And this path on earth, our path, it leads right to the kingdom of God. It leads to a reality of love and forgiveness, not just in heaven after we die and leave this earth, but right here and right now. God is simple. God is not that complicated. It all fits into a fortune cookie, and it's this. Living with God should be simple rather than complicated because God stays with us no matter what. And that's all you really need to know. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures.
he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshipped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With all our hearts and minds, let us pray to God, responding, God of love, hear our prayer. We pray that your love will find a way to heal our wounded world and guide our nation and leaders to a path of justice and peace. Help us to know Jesus and grow in love. God of love, hear our prayer. United in relationships of holy connection and communion, we share a heart with those who feel separated or cast out for any reason. Help us to reach out in our love. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for this beloved community in spirit growing with all people. We pray for Bishop-elect Reverend Canon Kristen Uffelman White. Help us to make it a safe place for all to live with integrity and all to live in peace. God of love, hear our prayer. Inspiring us through our church, through scripture, through the world, word made flesh in Jesus, through the sacraments, help us to deepen our relationship with you. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for people and places that long for relief from suffering. Andrew Van Uri, Betsy Berry, Doris Crouch, Kathy Kissel, Ann McDonald, Ryan Patel, Paul Rogers, Nathan Schwarzendruber, and all those who are struggling with mental health concerns and those we name now silently or aloud. For those around the world affected by disasters, especially the victims of Hurricane Mex in Mexico, earthquake in Afghanistan. For those around the world affected by war and conflict, especially the people of Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, and Sudan. For all the victims of mass shootings throughout this past week, in Clinton, North Carolina, Mansfield, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Texarkana, Texas, Chula Vista, California, Decatur, Georgia, Cumberland, Maryland, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Azura, California, Chicago, Illinois, Tampa, Florida, Wiggins, Mississippi, Atlanta, Georgia, Indianapolis, Indiana, Dodge City, Kansas, Wilson, North Carolina, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 
Dallas, Texas, and especially Cincinnati, Ohio. God, remind us that we are not alone. God of love, hear our prayer. We give thanks for all the moments of grace that sustain us, for the baptism of Elias Stephen Kapinski, for those we name now silently or aloud. Your love and grace abound. Give us our eyes to see your goodness in the world around us. God of love, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died, those we now name silently or aloud, especially Barbara Timmerman, grandmother of Elsa Rademan. Comfort all those who grieve. God of love, hear our prayer. God of love, send us into the world rooted and grounded in love to serve all people with humility, compassion, and faithfulness. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. My friends, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Friends, before we begin this Eucharistic prayer, um, I wanted to let you know that this past Wednesday we did celebrate the Feast of All Saints Day. During that time, we observe and recognize um, and remember those we love who have died in the last year. Um, as is our custom, we say the names of those who have died during that service, and we had a beautiful All Saints service. Um, I want to thank especially the choir for your work that you put in that day. It was really wonderful. Um, um, but I, but many of you were not able to be with us, and it is our joy to uh, name those who we have lost over the last year during this service as well. It is a joy to remember them and to remember that when we say that we are joining our voices with the angels and archangels, that we are in fact joining our voices with the people that we name here. So you will hear those names being read aloud, and, and we will say this Eucharistic prayer in honor of those people uh, in whom, with whom we share in this holy meal. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right to glorify you, Father, and to give you thanks, for you alone are God, living alone and living and true, dwelling in light, inaccessible from before time and forever. Fountain of life and source of all goodness, you made all things and filled them with your blessing. You created them to rejoice in the splendor of your radiance. Countless throngs of angels stand before you to serve you night and day, and beholding the glory of your presence, they offer you unceasing praise. Joining with them and giving voice to every creature under heaven, we acclaim you and glorify your name as we sing. in power. Your mighty works reveal your wisdom and love. You formed us in your own image, giving the whole world into our care, so that in obedience to you, our creator, we might rule and serve all your creatures. When our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy, you came to, your help, to our help, so that in seeking you, we might find you. Again and again, you called us into covenant with you. And through the prophets, you taught us to hope for salvation. Father, you loved the world so much that in the fullness of time, you sent your only Son to be our Savior. Incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, he lived as one of us yet without sin. To the poor, he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, to the sorrowful joy. To fulfill your purpose, he gave himself up to death, and rising from the grave, destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. 
When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper he took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church, redeemed by the blood of your Christ. Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember Bob Springer, Shirley Baldwin, Margaret O'Malley, Alice McCalmont, Mark Beatty, George Callard, Karen Schroeder, Tom Butler, Nancy Karsted, Frank Keenan, Mary Ann Fairley, Bill Goldman, Charmaine Powers, Marguerite Reeves, Sandra Underwood, Robert Hopkins, Bill Powell, Jane Jenkins, Frank Griswold III, Richard Miller, Marilyn Osborne, Mary Bonansinga, John Hopper, Kenny Sanger, Kathy Hunnefeld, John Bentley, Elizabeth Lilly, Marilyn Ott, James Brammer, Don Ryder Matthew, William Nodal, Elizabeth Nodal, Jack McDonald, Alice Ford, Frank Metzmeyer, Star Ford, Michael Krug, Patricia Cellini, James Garvey, Tim Hogan, Grant Craig, Janet Ray, Christy Graff, Nancy Moody, Wilson Briel, Barbara Timmerman. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ and those whose faith is known to you alone. Bring them into the place of eternal joy and light and grant that we might find our inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. We praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty God and Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
invite you all please to stand as you are able as we commission our Eucharistic visitors. Friends, in the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always. Amen. Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.